typically you, you don't do that. You know? Yeah, people don't fry salmon because most people are classy and they don't like they don't put frying fish with classy. But you know, the peasants don't eat salmon. Well, and and just I mean, I think typically the way it's always served if you go out, right? If if it's if it's uh, traditional in a traditional sense, it's always grilled or baked. Or blackened. Or blackened, yeah. And and, yeah. I, and one of the things I've seen is, that's why I asked you, I said deep fryer or, or pan. Like, oh, deep, I've deep seen fryer. people sear it and then throw it in the oven. Which yeah. I've never, I don't even do that. I just put it in the oven. I'll, I'll sear it, then I'll put it in the oven because, you know, if you don't, if you, if you just want to sear it and you don't put it in the oven, it's just going to be fucking ugly because you don't want to flip that motherfucker. Yeah. Dang, I'm not supposed to cuss this early. <laughs> we didn't even get a minute in. That's crazy. All that no. cussing already. Hey, man, look here. Uh, I just get so comfortable when I'm talking to my friends. Hey, I think tomorrow, I think that becomes the first locker room. What you think? I'm fine with that. All right. I think a nice rollout, you know. I feel like I feel like the locker room as a show will be more based towards us interview base more. Okay. Uh, Cause I feel like this can still be a show. This is, I do too. It can still be a show, but that we, you know, especially now with football and then we're going to have basketball, you got baseball still going on. This is the strictly 100%. Me and you. Exactly. Wow. Maybe a moderator. Maybe. 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 It's got to be the right one. It's got to be the right one. Got to have chemistry. Yes. It's got to sell the product. <laughs> but, yeah, now you, you most people don't fry salmon, but I'm country, and I want to fry salmon, so I'm going to fry salmon. Hey, nobody, look, I don't see anyone judging you. And you know what? <laughs> They're not paying for it or eating it, so if they did. Very, more importantly. <laughs> how's your weekend, man? How's your week been? Shit, it's Thursday, and I'm asking about your I week. know, I know. We're, we're getting through it. Obviously, my birthday this weekend. I'm not a big birthday celebrator to begin with, but, you know, it is something to still – it is something to celebrate. And one of the things that I think that I reflected on probably more than anything about it was the idea of – and I hate to go pro-black, that you know, th- that aspect of it, but I did look at it, and you look at someone like an Ahmaud Aubrey. Uh, Trayvon Martin, um, you know, anyone to me, right? I mean, you could go down the list and I think of all the people that didn't make it to that age and what they would do to make it to that age. So even though I'm not a big birthday celebrator, I do think it's something to celebrate because you didn't have to be here. And um, I just reflected more on, you know, they would do anything to be in that position. What do you mean you're not celebrating? So, all in all, a good weekend though. Um, slash week, I guess work week too. Um, had to still get over Vegas from the week before, and it just feels like it carried over, kind of. But you know, I look forward to actually hearing uh, more about Vegas in person oh, uh, this weekend. It, it, I'll say this much: it it was one for the books. It was one for the books, as Vegas should be. But you know, we're here. The, the focus of today's pod is going to be college football, we think. I'm um, going to be honest with you all. I 
I have an interest in college football, but my interest in college football is not my interest in the NFL. Uh, they're, they're kids. They're well, we pretty much keep it at the top. Let's keep it real, really the top 15 to 10 teams. I mean, even if you're ranked, it doesn't mean much. But if you're not in that top 15 discussion, then there's not much to talk to you about because that would mean that you're competing. If, if you have a shot in hell of playing in your conference championship game, we talk about you. Right, but uh, I'm going to be honest, except for the ACC championship, if you're not Clemson. Wake Forest was good last year. But the issue with them is that their star quarterback's out. And so – and 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 Florida State and Miami are irrelevant still, even though we get to get a big Kahuna and we do with uh, Florida State and uh, LSU. That, name recognition wise, that's big, and it's at the Superdome. They're not even playing in in, in the jungle out there in uh, our our uh, Death Valley, Death, rather Death Valley. Yeah, you know, I wonder who has the best Death Valley, Clemson or LSU? Like, how corny is that they both have the same thing? So Death Valley. I've been lucky enough to actually see Clemson's Death Valley. Okay. Because uh, Taurus, they played a tournament at Clemson one time, so we got to walk around and stuff. So I've actually got – and actually back when, you know, motherfuckers had uh, Kodak pick, you know, cameras and okay. refillable film and stuff like that, uh, we used to take several pictures. But I got to actually see that one in person. Of course, this is before they were good at football. I mean, I'm sure they were, uh, they've been an okay program, but like, you know, before Clemson was Clemson, the new Clemson, the Clemson that we know it to be today. Um, but I would probably venture to say the LSU's better. I've heard LSU is one of the best football experiences that like you can experience. And if you are a college football fan, you should experience it. Nighttime games. You know, we've never talked about really going to a college game. <laughs> I'm always open to it. All the college I typically see is here at the dome. And so like And that's 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 corporate college. That's not real college. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, well, look, the co eds are out. I'll say that much. They are Yeah, they are, but it's still a different vibe, you know. You you still got again the corporate folks like you who go sit in their seats. It, I just feel like really, and don't truly have a rooting interest. You just want a good game type shit. Yeah. Like unless, unless those dogs are playing. I mean you know, I've been thinking about since I'm so close, just going down to Tallahassee one weekend for the old nose, or hitting Jacksonville for uh, Georgia, Florida, because it's. But I hear they softened it up. It's not what it used to be. It's not the what. Are you mean for the Georgia, Florida game? Yeah, because it's not the world's largest outdoor cocktail party anymore. Yeah, the other world's game. largest outdoor party. Tailgate party. Yeah. <laughs> You know, this PC culture has ruined a lot of good things. It, it has, and and there's, there's nothing you can do about it because if, if there is something that you could do about it, they wouldn't be able to go back and look at what you did do about it at first and bring it back up to you. You know, say, hey, when this guy was 16 years old, he tweeted something very stupid. Ah, oh, you don't say. Right. He showed himself smacking a girl's butt while drinking from a fucking Heineken keg. <laughs> He's a fucking sexist. He's a pig. He doesn't deserve to be a part of this world. <laughs> the worst is when it's when it's stuff that comes up prior to me too, right? Hey, 
He was in line with the accepted cultural norms of his time and his age bracket, and he did that. He's a creep today. What? Like, I had a conversation with a dude this week, and he told me about, you know, somebody. He was in high school. He's like, hey, I bet you won't go slap her ass. You scared. Right. What do you do when you're 15 and somebody dares you to go slap an ass? And then, and then you you might, depending on whose ass it is, you might want to grab. Yeah. Anyways, so that was enough incentive. Now it's now it's I could pin it on this guy because he said that it was a bet. I'll even cut you in on it if you let me do it. It'll just be a quick little tap. I promise. I'm not. I'm not spanking you. It's not going to be a grip. It's just literally just a nice little tap. You know, get in there type tap. Yeah, like coaches, yeah. Like, like little league coaches used to do. Yeah, and and at that age, and especially at our age, d- during that time, that was the social norm. Like, is that, smack boys, ass. is that boys being boys? Yeah, like you just smack her ass, and then she either slaps you or she laughs. You know what I mean? Like, that's how you know. <laughs> make life, make life the same again, Holly. Is that the new? Is that our? No, uh, no, no. I'm not trying to bring those times back. All I'm saying is, let's give the people who committed certain acts during a certain time frame the grace of that era. And as long as they're not doing it today and they realize that was bad behavior. Should, should we give Andrew Jackson a grace, huh? For having slaves? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, I'm not spending 20s because Andrew had slaves. Right. Where are those tubs at? <laughs> yeah, they're not supposed to be dubs anymore. They're supposed to be tubs. But we've waited on them tubs for what, 10 years? Well, they, I think 2020 was when it was supposed to come out. They, and they, no they announced it before Trump, I know. They announced it when Barack was in office. It might have been his secretary. It might have not been 10 years, but we're getting to 7-8 for sure. Hey, well, th- think about this, though. If they put Tub on the on the dub, right, they're going to have her in her head wrap. They're going to make her look, like, less than regal. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, it's going to yeah. be some, it's going to be some Sambo-type well, well, bullshit. Well, because that's the only picture they don't. If I type in Harriet Tubman right now on Google, yeah. I wonder how many pictures come up without her not having a wrap on. And black so women, it's okay to wear your wraps. We're not telling you what to do. Okay, not. It's not too many, but. Jesus Christ. You know, Harriet Tubman is my, maybe the most inappropriate thing to dress up as for Halloween. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just think about you walk around and you're wearing a wrap and you like, <laughs> yeah, it would just be so inappropriate. I, Bro, that looks like blackface from a black person. Like, I mean, she didn't smile and she had them big lips and high cheekbones without a smile like that. Like, come on, man. Like, you can't put you put that on a twenty dollar bill. You know how like look at that. You know how much shit people gonna talk. That's and and and, and that's my point. It just it, it's it'll turn into one of those things where we start joking about twenties, especially because that's typically what gets dispensed coming out of uh, ATM. Yeah, yeah, and, and people gonna be like, especially people in in the South. I ain't spending no tubs. I want dubs. Give me that Andrew Jackson. All right. 
I ain't spending. I ain't spending no nigger twenties. How dare you take President of the United States Andrew Jackson, who send the Indians on the trail of tears so they could cry their way to the West out of my South, and put that nigger freeing a uh, 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 slave abolitionist uh, 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 Harriet Tubman on my twenty dollar bill? I can't spend that shit. That's that's not even good money. That's that Biden money. That's that inflation money. That money ain't even, ain't even worth what a real twenty dollar bill is. Right. He's like, he's like, he's like. So now you guys got counterfeit bills with niggers on them. <laughs> now, now we've seen it all. Why don't y'all put uh, that Martin Luther Coon on there, huh? <laughs> Give him a little bit more. You know what? Put Barack Obama on a three dollar bill because he was the most phony president I've ever seen. He wasn't even from America. You want to know how much a Barack Obama uh, bill is worth? No, Obama. <laughs> I swear to God, bro, people used to hate on Barack so fucking much. Bruh, I remember I almost got in trouble in high school for running through the school with a Barack Obama t-shirt on. A newspaper. Or believe? Huh? Did it say hope or believe? It was it was like the Time magazine article. Okay. The cover. It was that one, but it was like a red, white, blue. Huh? It's printed on the shirt. Yeah, printed on there. And like I got the newspaper. I went because the Cartersville newspaper had a small picture of him. The AJC did all right. USA Today had it blowed up because the Cartersville, you know, Daily Tribune and Cartersville, they did not want to put a big picture of a black man as a president of their country. You know, they was pissed. That's okay. It was all over the AJC. Yeah, so I, I had to, I was just running through the school being just an ignorant nigga. Being what they expected us to be, I was all of that. Uh, bro, let me tell you, the day after he got elected, we came to school late. Said we were on color people time. Um, my brother Taurus, he was the Obama one that, time. He's the one that drove, and of course, my president is black was out. So of course, you know, we looked Jeezy, of course, play that. But we pulled up blasting that, even though we were late and nobody was sitting, you know, out in the parking lot. But that's still what we we did. We came in, it was a somber crowd of white folks walking around it was just a bunch of nobody wanted to acknowledge who won presidency niggas get the history class you would think that you would talk about it, it is history it's history even if it was a white man he'd be whomever if it was uh, Ch- uh not Cheney, if it was john mccain he still would have came became the 44th president of the united states nah bro i had a we had a teacher who had like on her door Please do not speak about the election in my cl- class today. And that shit was allowed. I remember I almost got kicked out of one of my classes because this would like I was being again, I was being ignorant. I was like Obama. And like this girl was like, if I hear Obama's name one more time, I'm gonna scream. I go, Obama, 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 Obama. And instead of the teacher saying, Hey, you need to collect yourself, young lady. Hey, AC, uh, can you stop or you're going to have to leave my class? I'm like. I'm not cursing. I'm not talking bad. To her. I'm not even talking to her. I'm just saying Obama. What's the president's name. She didn't want ready to scream because she. It's, I remember this one girl said that she was going to move to Canada if Obama won. I said, my aunt work at the passport office at the post office. You want me to, you want me to get you an appointment? <laughs> <laughs> Like, <laughs> this shit was just so crazy because you went to private school. I went to country public school of just how bothered people were that we have a black president 
And I can't speak for you. I could speak for myself and be like, I'm not even bothered that you people are this racist. Like, it is what it is. Like, <laughs> it you're a racist a fuck, okay? It, it was a, a time that is unparalleled. Like, th- this is the moment that at least in our lifetime, until there's another one, if there's another one, but we can, even regardless if there's another one, we can all say that we got to see it. And in our case, and I'm sure in yours, you got to vote for him. I got to vote for him in 2012, yep. Same. That was my first election. I can say the first president I ever voted for. <laughs> Bro, I only <laughs> voted in 2012 because I wanted to vote for Barack Obama. I think that that got a lot of people to reelect him. I mean, I was going to do it just because. Like, I do think that – and. It's kind of hypocritical because I don't vote in every election. Of course, I do. You know, Senate, Governor, but when they or not, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I voted for him last time, and uh, I voted for Ossoff too. Um, but we need to dive into these NBA topics. Yeah, we do because we were about to go down a rabbit hole. <laughs> Hey, man, look, Pat Bev is making some noise, and don't get me wrong. I love it. I think what Pat Bev brings to the NBA is great. I think what, like, the per- the player that he is, his journey, because Patrick Beverly, he speaks to more NBA players than we actually hear from, right? Like, his voice, his message is that of the average player. Whereas a lot of times it's it's the LeBrons, the Chris Pauls, the KDs that we hear about. But their life, their legacy, it is what it is. It's, it, it's not like, you know, they're not struggling for a contract. They're not signing. They're signing two- and three-year deals. So that they can hold the franchise hostage. They're not signing two or three year deals because that's all they can get, you know. Right. So Bev, I shit, I can't I can't find the damn post. So Bev pretty much came out and said what Katie did was uh was foul and because it stopped people from getting money. And if you know anything about the NBA, the NBA offseason, what happens is when a big player, when a big fish is um is is um out there in limbo whether wait on them to sign a contract or they have a trade request nothing moves like the other big fish get picked up some of the like the little 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 fish they get picked up but the middle class they get left and if you want to do a deeper dive and you look at the NBA um CBA there's no love for the veteran middle middle of the pack players it's about expensive old old players spent like your max your super max guys vet minimums and young guys the middle class of the nba and 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 mid-level exception but that's so limited though that falls in the middle class those are typically what you're above average player that either can't get the deal he wants or is just like, I mean, I think of Demarcus Cousins when he signed with the Warriors. He came off an injury, and we all knew he was the max player with the Pelicans. Him and AD were both going for like twenty-seven and twelve, like both yeah. of them. 
And he gets hurt. He tears his Achilles, which is a serious injury, and he's a big guy, so that made it a little bit worse. And then he signed a mid-level with the Warriors that next year because they had the spot open. It's more than the minimum and the exceptions there. So those guys, too, they have their – they carve out their market. They do, but – They're typically guys that get cut that are worth more – that were not worth as much as they were getting paid but aren't worth the minimum. Like, right, like, and, and that's the problem. That that eight million a year to like now the twenty two million a year type guy, it, it, it's tough. It's it's tough for him, especially if you're older. <laughs> but thing I have to say, Pat Bev came out and he was speaking against KD. Um, once I throw it over to Parlay Pete, I'll come back and I'll actually read the tweets. Um, and he was just like, "Hey, bro, like this is this was pretty much fucked up. You did all this to withdraw your trade request. You messed up people's money." KD comes back and he's like, "Blame KD." And I'm not gonna lie to you, Paul Pete. I I side with Pat Bev, but what do you think on this one? I think Bev is not necessarily in the wrong, but at the same time. KD isn't either. I, I, I'm not mad at him for calling him out about it because I think it does. A guy of his magnitude, it holds up a lot that goes on in the NBA. But ultimately, I know teams are looking – I mean, it, look, he probably would have got traded if he asked for it before free agency even began. But he did it in the middle of free agency. But, you know, of course, they said the day that he requested it was also the same day that – um what was I going to say? Is the same day that uh, Kyrie didn't get his deal? Is the same day that his money became guaranteed on the, ah. on the and I guess it was already getting, but it, or it wasn't not the guarantee. It was the bonus itself to where he got paid like that day he got paid. Okay. And so, um, hold on, I'm sorry, seeing something here on business. Uh, and so. I, I just think that that in a, in a situation like that, Pat Bev can call at him out and say that. But in reality, I mean, who – there's only maybe one or two guys I could name specifically off the top of my head um, that that it fucks with. Like, yeah. who fucks with. Yeah, I know. I, yeah, once, definitely. Um, I think it affects more – than we know, given the information that we have. But I think the NBA is a is a reflection of American society. Uh, the haves versus the have-nots. And let's throw the middle class in there, too. Because right now, in our society, the middle class is getting fucked. Like, and the middle class is, de- is disappearing. You're either elevating or or you're dropping, right? You know? And that's what, like, the NBA is that. But, but you know, what? which is why I think the NBA struggles to relate to American culture and why the ratings are dropping is because they take great care of the rich. The rich in the NBA, like LeBron, he just he just signed for for fifty million a year. He, for years he, nineteen and twenty. There's no such thing as negotiation for the for the one percenters of the NBA. Exactly. And if we're talking if we're talking real it's, shit in business, it's already written down. It's if already we're talking written. real shit in business, there's not much negotiation for the one, top one percenters. When when there's, the NFL says, hey, here's our media rights, it starts here. It's a bidding war. It's not a negotiation. Yep. 
And 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 guess what? This is where the bidding starts. Yeah. Like uh, Justin Herbert, what is he in year three? Yeah. So he'll be eligible after this year to start talking about contract. They're going to pick up the fifth year option, of course. It starts at two thirty five guaranteed. Yes, because that's what Deshaun Watson got, and that's at the end of the day, if and this is the worst part about the NFL. Well, if you won't give it to me. Someone will. There, there's a team with a quarterback that's willing to move off of him just to get me. Well, like, and n- not to go too deep in football, but that's why, that's why Lamar's doing what he's doing. He's like, hey, if y'all don't want to give me more than Deshaun Watson, fully guaranteed, don't franchise me twice. I will hit the free market, or let me hit the free market. And people and, and and the sports media talking about. The problem is Deshaun Watts is being represented by his mother and, and he doesn't have an agent. Bro, when you are a high, a, a, top, a tier one quarterback, you don't need the uh, need an agent because what happens with quarterbacks before Patrick Mahomes did his stupid ass deal that actually fucked over uh, the quarterbacks by taking that 10 year five hundred million dollars. Like he, he 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 screwed the quarterback market by doing that because he's better than all of them. Is you get paid more you get than the person who got paid before you. That that is what happens when you are a starting quarterback in the NFL. He that signed is, a, he signed a baseball contract. He signed a he signed a you know what he did? He signed a contract as somebody who's not hungry and starving because he grew up in the home of a, of a professional athlete, and it's not about he's less focused about the money and he cares about the situation. And he, he wants to make the situation as good as it can be. And, and he's also uh, accomplished what yes. most haven't to where his accomplishments speak so much for themselves to where he can live off of it. He could have, if he had signed a four- or five-year deal, he could have had two good seasons and three mediocre ones that would have still gotten top dollar the next time he hit free agency. Because that's and- – unless he, unless he has an injury that is really going to put him out of it or he just doesn't look the same – he will because of who he is and what he's done. He will already get it. Like there's very few guys that fall off the cliff like that. Like 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 it would be one thing if Joe Flacco what he did the year they won the Super Bowl and he got Super Bowl MVP if he had played a whole year like that. He's not hadn't played a whole his that run of three games, four games that he played in that postseason are under. He has no four year run like that in his entire career. No, so, and so he doesn't get paid that way. And and the, and the thing about it is. Because Joe Flacco has an agent, you have to pay Joe top of the market because the agent will fuck you with his other clients or the other clients from that agency if you don't pay their guy. And that's the only thing that Lamar is losing by not having an agent is you don't have the back-end leverage to be like, hey, well, you know who's up next year too. You want to play hardball? We'll hit the market. You know, well, he'll be like, tag me. He'll just look at him. He'll just be like, he's just like I, saw, I, saw, I saw Kirk Cousins play this game already. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I'm better than it him. It worked out very well for him. Kirk, but let's circle it back to NBA, though. Um, and, I, and the reason why I like Pat calling it out is because you hear it. You hear the, the, the upper crust of the NBA get called out on a lot of basketball podcasts. Like you talk. Like Lou Will, the most he made in a season was like eight mil. That's crazy. It is when you think about it. 
And one of the reasons why he never he wanted to come he wanted to be a starter is because he got viewed as a bench player. And it's like, yeah, but he's in the closing unit. And I think that's one thing that needs to happen with basketball people who don't understand basketball like in depth. It's not about the it's not always about the starting lineup, especially in college and in, in the NBA. College there's recruiting favors that happen, and sometimes you got to do little things to make it shake. NBA, the, the GM and the owner, especially the owner, where's my money going? We just paid him 20 mil. He, nah, nah, he's on the court. But that clothing lineup, that's your five best. Yep, and and Draymond actually said it best. I, I don't know if you got to see Draymond. With uh, he was He was at something with someone it's a video out there draymond and basically he told it like it was it was uh guys that aren't in the nba i don't know if they're college high school or whatever but he said you know so there's 15 motherfuckers on the team in the nba he said he's like two of them he's like they can do whatever the fuck they want he said everybody else has a fucking role that's literally what he said he said everybody else has a role and he said, you know what? I embrace my role. And he said, that's why I got paid. That's why I'm a champion. That's why I've had success because I've embraced exactly what it is that my team needs me to do. And I do it to my fullest extent. And obviously, I guess in his case, I mean, he's played on a couple of different teams, but of course, Steph is one of those guys that can do what they want. It doesn't really matter what they do. Steph Curry can shoot the ball from half court. Steve Curry's probably not going to yell at him. Bro, <clears throat> I don't know if you remember this. When when the Warriors signed KD, Clay was asked, like, hey, so Clay, now you guys got KD. Um, how does that change your game? Are you giving up any shots or anything for KD? He's like, I ain't giving up shit. <laughs> and if you look at the numbers, Clay gave up maybe one shot per game once KD got there. And what's one for what Clay was shooting, what's one shot? Exactly. Because he's 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 Clay. Um, but that's so super important, the role thing. And as a basketball player, you know this. The hardest part about basketball is becoming a role player at higher levels because the best players are usually the bucket getters. Like the best bucket getters in high school go to college. And then the ones who play in college, the best bucket getters of them, Go to the league. Then you got to go to the league and go, hold on. Three and three corner threes in defense. I've never done this before. Well, do you, do you want to do you want to stay here or you want you want a cup of coffee? I mean, exactly. <laughs> or, or, or do you want a mortgage? Be, being in the NBA is better than not being in the NBA. Right. Um, Tony, Tony uh, Allen. He said on a podcast one time, he was talking about uh he took like some he took a shot, right? Because people don't know Tony Allen when he came to the league, he was a bucket. Co- and Kobe believes that he's best defender. He's yeah, best against. person that's ever defended him. Yeah. But one time he took a shot and, and Doc Griffith said, You want to stay on this team? You don't take that shot. We pay Paul Pierce to take those shots. We pay you to play defense. And once he said that to me, he said, You know what? This is my focus. Which you look at Metal World Peace, Ron Artest. Ron Artest was a bucket in Indy. He could get buckets in he Houston. Got buckets in Sacramento. It's the Kings, the last time the Kings made the playoffs, he was the best. Player. Yeah, he yeah. got buckets in Sacramento. He got buckets in Houston. 
Yeah. Then he came to the Lakers, and that man looked stupid with a basketball. You know why? Well, too full. He made the bit. He made the biggest shot in that. Yeah, game. he saved. He, he saved Kobe. He didn't save Kobe. Ray Allen. Oh, Ray, hey, hey, Ray hey. Allen saved LeBron James. Absolutely, he did. I don't think Ron Artest necessarily said. Yeah, it was a big shot. I mean, do you, do you want me to pull up Kobe's stats from that game seven? They were fucking terrible. He had almost twenty rebounds, Lee, or it was fifteen assists or something. Fifteen. Yeah, yeah he had a bunch of rebounds. As a, as, a, as a shooting yeah, guard. Like 21 and 15. He was like 7 for 21. Get a bucket, Kobe. I don't need you to get he, a rebound. whooping ass the entire series. I Look, it was a – no, 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 hold on now. Now, we got to look at this in context. It was a low-scoring game, too. I remember that game was like 80-something to 70-something. Yeah. Even for 10, 11 years ago, low-scoring NBA game. Like – Game seven in the finals. Expectation. Defense. Hey, man, he can't make everything. Shit, he couldn't make anything. <laughs> he had 20. Look, it's like 21 and 15, I think. Oh, God, yeah, because if he's Kobe Bryant. He's going to get fouled. But anyways, Pat Bev also got traded to the <laughs> to, to, to the Lakers. Um, It tells me a lot of things. It tells me that uh they're looking to get another guard. And uh Russ... What flavor flavor you to say on the show? Your time is up. I think we gotta see year two, Russ, with them. For yeah, one, you gotta see it. I don't. Well, for one, because he's gonna start the season, and we know that. Even if they get Kyrie, that sounds so midseason now at this point. Maybe the trade can still get done, but I expect to see it. You know, if if they were to make that move, it will be at All Star break, and so agreed. I just think that we will see a better Russ. I don't expect Russ to be MVP Russ by any stretch, but what well, do I expect? I expect him to be more comfortable in his role, maybe a better facilitator, because I think that there's a better chance of LeBron being able to catch and shoot than it is for Russ to be able to catch and shoot, even if LeBron has to have the ball in his hands too like that. I think that as a facilitator, he's going to have to take that like – on him to like become the best facilitator that he can be. If he can do that, I think the team will be better. It will open him up. He's going to be open regardless to shoot, but like it'll open him up to get better shots. If that a makes question sense. for you, where does this rough optimism with you come from? It comes from, for one, obviously being a better and watching the games and you want to believe, and I'm a Lakers fan, but like you want to believe in it. But the optimism just comes from knowing that if someone like LeBron can win, you know, with a Kyrie Irving that everybody, since he's been gone and before LeBron came back to Cleveland, if you look at what Kyrie was, Kyrie was a, a guy that pretty much puts up stats too when nobody's on the floor with him. And he played, he played, he's played well with other stars too. I'm not taking that away from him. But what I am taking away is just that if there's anyone that could get it out of Russ, especially with the second year to work with him, it's LeBron. And you've got to have optimism in a second year in a, a granted new coach, but technically still just in general, he's home. There's just a lot of storyline with it. And I just think that he's going to be better. How much better? I don't know, but I know that he'll be better. So not, Matt, not, not, go ahead, cue up the Falcon music. Matt Ryan was significantly better in year two. We are all here to do what Falcons do. Look at that. 
Matt Ryan was significantly better in Kyle Shanahan's offense in year two. The first year, Matt struggled. I thought somebody was sleeping with his wife. That's how bad he was playing. And, like, that wasn't the case. I, well, I don't think it was. But the next year, he's an MVP and we're in the Super Bowl. So, I just think that if you get a second year <laughs> of getting familiar, you know, gelling, especially with the style of play that he has versus the style that LeBron has versus the style that AD has versus the style everybody on the floor – that was something that they were going to need to do. And I think that in a second year where they're going to be healthy, they should be healthier. That's the thought. Where they're healthier, you can expect better results overall just because of that alone. So I, I think you got to put Russ in the dunker role. He needs to be the screen man. And I'm and I, and I, and I I'm not being funny. I wholeheartedly believe that. Um, I think that if you get Russ involved in more of the action off ball, because he's not going to cut and shit. He's just not going to do that because he doesn't care about winning enough. Um, that's how you – I mean, Russ downhill on a pick and roll as the roller, that still works. It still works. He can still go to the hole. He, he, he can. Um, he's got to become a better free throw shooter too, man. That's- I, I still think this Pat Bev thing um, – I don't know what the hell Josh was talking about saying Pat Bev can't shoot. He's a 38% – three-point shooter on his career. Um, I, I think people have have sports takes without references. I think they just pull shit out of their ass sometimes. That's a that's a Josh Holsey move, but yeah. <laughs> like, to my eye test, he can't shoot. Well, well, look, take the stats. Yeah. Uh, but I say all that to say, I, I think this is a move to make Russ uncomfortable. I truly believe that. I think that this is the move before the move. Uh, I think this team, they're going to try to turn this team back into the 2020 bubble team. LeBron, AD, and some good stuff. Just some good, you know what, some good fucking shit. But they're not going to be able to get that good fucking shit right now. Not now. Not now. By the trade deadline between. Some contracts. I, I thought, now look, the Miles Turner thing wasn't crazy. Buddy Hill, really? Miles Turner, you give him Russ's sparring contract, probably they don't really wow, have it. You gotta, wow, throw, you gotta throw a pick in. Yeah. And, you know, some stuff. But I think with Pat Bev now, that trade becomes more real because now it makes more sense. Because without Bev, you go, uh, I still don't have perimeter defense. We know LeBron can so go. You're saying that they'll package Bev in the deal. No, no, no. I'm saying now that he's on the team, you go. Okay, I got somebody who can guard guards. Correct. I know that in the playoffs, LeBron will guard a wing when he has to. Now, on a Tuesday in February, miss me. Well, the rumor is is that Austin Reeves is going to be your starting two guard. AR-15, though, he wants to change his name now because of the gun violence. I think that's such bullshit. Like, hey, bro. Anthony Richardson. Look, man, y'all should be happy to have nicknames, and obviously you don't support gun violence. But if I'm a shooter, like like Austin Reeves, or I'm a quarterback with a hose, nah, bro, I'm AR-15. I'm killing shit. I'm a shooter. Yeah, I'm killing shit. Uh, but how do you think Pat Bev and Russ going to work in the like, first day of practice? Like, their their beef isn't the well, normal just beef. basketball beef. It's it's different. 
If we got yeah, it isn't, and that's true too. I was gonna relate it hey, to but. that's a question for tomorrow about like what's the difference? Like, talk about the difference between like beef and basketball beef. That's a good one. That is a good one. Let me add it to my um, list of notes. I was gonna say put that down. Um I was gonna relate it to the AD Dwight Howard scuffle in the second game. But of course, like I said, that seemed more like a now, everybody loved chalking it up. I don't even think the fit the hundredth anniversary, maybe the hundredth anniversary team was announced before the season. But like I don't want to chalk it up to that because I think by I think popular opinion is that the White's done more than AD to be on that team. Sorry. Be on the team. Yeah. I yeah. think that the White's career so far has eclipsed what even we might get out of AD. And that's just a it's a strong opinion, but it's an opinion nonetheless that I, I'm going to continue to back. That even today, Dwight Howard's resume versus what AD might do based on pro- career trajectory with the injuries and stuff now, I don't know if AD – AD to me, in terms of an average-wise, guys, it doesn't mean that he doesn't still have that superstar in him, but average-wise, he's John Collins. Average wise, the good John Collins. What about his impact, though? Well, his impact should be greater than John Collins because, regardless, there should be so much attention being brought to him and LeBron. No, even LeBron at 38, 30, whatever old he is, like attention, LeBron will always have an impact from even that standpoint of the game because it's name recognition. Like, it's just a you don't leave. How sickening is it, though, that? AD is no longer in the conversation with Giannis, Jokic, uh, Embiid. You know what I mean? Like some people won't put him in a conversation with Jason Tatum. And you just, just, just look at AD. Six eleven can put the ball on the ground, can guard one through five, can block shots. Three level, legit three level score outside of last year. And you go but you're not these other guys. And why not? Like, it's not even just the street clothes shit, right? It's the... Why not? Because it's not like he was tall his whole life and, and you know, got to be lazy and not work on his game. Bro, he was 6'3", then jumped to 6'10". Like, he... You know, he was, he, he, that growth spurt happened that changed him. So, you know, he still worked hard because of the way you look at his game. Right. Because if you, if you just wanted to say, hey, intangibles aside, we just say tangibles. Take away LeBron. I'm going to take away LeBron. Who should be the best player in the NBA right now? It should be Anthony Davis. He's, he's 29 years old. Anthony Davis or Kevin Durant, right? But Anthony Davis should be better than Kevin Durant. Anthony Davis should be – Anthony Davis should be 30 and 12. I mean, Giannis. But AD is more skilled than Giannis. AD can do everything that Giannis can do. You said – you said – so you're just saying from a pure skill standpoint. I'm saying from a pure skill standpoint, who – like – AD with his size, his agility. This should, he should be hitting literally the peak of his prime. Yes, right. he should be. The, he should be like the the unicorn that Giannis is because Giannis still can't shoot. 
Even when he makes shots. And it still doesn't matter. That shit is uncomfortable. AD should be able to do all the physical stuff Giannis does at the rim with a pure shooting stroke. Because when AD shoots, it looks like he knows how to shoot. Do, and we all agree, though, that AD should, basically, he his career comp in general, who he should be, is Kevin Garnett. That's who he should be. Better, he should he should be better. He should be, than yeah, a more elite because he should be faster. His guard skills are better. His guard skills are better. KD could shoot. I mean, KG could shoot, but like KG had I, a smoky smooth eighteen footer. He did, but he didn't have the that you, pump, that you always fear. Yeah, he didn't have the pump fake two dribble. Now I'm shooting. Yeah, like he didn't have that, and you just look at it. But I'm talking. Think about how elite of a defender KG was too. Uh, yeah, he won a defensive player of the year. Yeah. And he was he over there. Not to mention he's a top five shit. Not to mention he's a top yeah! exactly. Not to mention he's a top five shit talker of all time. I mean, I don't think he could talk shit with me on my best day. KG's talking shit to anyone. I didn't no no no. I didn't say he wouldn't. Oh, you're saying the I'm shit saying that like quality of shit talk. Comparison. Okay. Yeah, like in comparison, like I MJ, K, K, KG, Shannon Sharp, you you name a a, a a shit talker. I like me. I love me. See, this is why we were talking, like I said, about we all are excited to get this game on. We got to get this game on. But we got to because there's going to be a level of shit talk that I'm going to bring to that game, and it's going to be a side of me to my friends that I don't really show. I think, look, I'm a very competitive person, too. I really am. I think it's going to come down to who the teams are. That's really what this is going to come yeah. down to. Because because if I'm, like, for instance, if Josh is on the other team, you know I'm going straight at him. Like, that's actually who I want. Like, I, I want to guard him, and I want him to guard me. Josh, Josh, uh, I mean, I love Josh. But the way that he, he talks about this athletic prowess stuff, I don't like it. I, I, I don't like it. The man told me he could guard me in flag football. The man said he can guard me in basketball. <laughs> and I, I don't like it. I don't like being talked to that way. You know, I was hooping this weekend. And, and you know, they're looking at the different teams and they they lining people up a certain way. And they go, okay, yeah, you get him. And I go, Are y'all serious? Like, don't get me wrong. You know how Draymond talk about playing his role? Yeah. When I play with, with shooters, I will play Draymond all day long. But you remember how Draymond went crazy in game seven against LeBron and them when they lost? Mm-hmm. Don't get stupid and think that, like, because I will pass yeah. all game and do the dirty work. Yeah, I can't put the ball in the hole, too. That I can't give you this dirty left Lamar Odom style. Catch that rebound and get out and run. Are you left-handed? Yeah, dirty left. Really? Yeah, I go left almost every time, and people don't 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 stop it. I can finish with my right though. I can finish with my right. I can dribble with my right now. Yeah. I don't think I ever realized you using your left hand like that though. Well, we haven't done anything like athletic. We just get drunk well, together. No, just even if you were writing, I guess I've never paid attention to the point. When the where fuck I do I write at your house? I get we get drunk. No, look, we could be out to dinner and. You paid for a bill. I just don't think I've ever realized you using your left hand. Yeah, no, nah, I'm a dirty lefty. Don't tell justice because we're I mean, supposed to play Saturday morning. Some people say that I'm a I'm a left-handed right-hand person because I hold the pencil a certain kind of way. 
Do you have one of them? I don't write like this. I do not write like that. But yeah, I know I do put it in between my fingers. It's bro, it's just the way I write. It's the way I write. My wife got me these for Christmas. Oh, wow. what are those? Those expensive ones that come in a case? Yeah, and it says like, big baby the girl. Look like sunglasses. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, the, like what it comes in, like oh, that. Like I, I write my my podcast notes with like my custom pens for my wife because she's great. Hey, before we uh, get to chat real quick, man, I'm so happy. To be, I'm happy to be joining the Girl Dad Club, man. Welcome, welcome, bro. Matter of fact, yeah, I didn't know if you were gonna bring that up on here, but yeah, nah, yeah, 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 yeah. Like Girl Dad. Welcome to the Girl Dad Club. It's uh, it's not as exclusive anymore, but bro, our whole damn near all my friends have girls. You, Jew, mm-hmm. Marv, Cam, mm-hmm. um, my partner VJ from Cartersville. No, Canty. Yeah, Canty. Yeah, he got a girl. I can't think of anybody else. That's oh my my cousin. He just had he has a I'm he just has a daughter. I'm I'm godfather. We dedicating that baby um Labor Day weekend. Mm-hmm. He got a girl. And I go, damn. Almost everybody around me having girls. We're repopulating this earth. Yeah. And, and dog, I'm just so happy and excited Ooh. about it. Like I told the wife today, I'm like, I I said, go ahead and add to the to the registry. A soccer net, a little kid, soccer ball, and a basketball goal. Indoctrination. And it's not even about being a good athlete. It's about the life skills that you learn in team sports. Because, you know, it's really unfortunate for women that um, sports kind of ends for them after high school. Like, if you don't play college ball, it's over with. Like, you and I can join an adult men's league or we can just go to a gym and play pickup. When the last time you've seen 10 girls, 10 women playing pickup? You never will. <laughs> That's why the WNBA doesn't work, because y'all don't love the sports the way that we do. Exactly, and we support it. And, and hell, you guys would have even less notoriety. Like yesterday, I saw uh, I saw uh, John Morant was at uh, the WNBA game yesterday. It was Dallas Wings and Connecticut Sun. How much do you think uh, Adam Silver put in his account for him to show up? Good two fifty at least. Yeah, I, was, I you know I was even going to say five hundred, and that that be on some that's a complete payment of now you're going to show up to you know, ain't just for this we're not just paying you for one game we need you to show your face a few different times show they play again I need you to be there and act like you're the biggest fan of the team okay I mean and, because. I mean, it's just so different for them and us, right? Well, here's the thing, too, what I will say. if okay. Now, in his case, that game was in Dallas, and Memphis doesn't have a women's basketball, a WNBA team. But at the same time, um, imagine it like how when we played varsity. The girls always played before us, right? Yeah, you watch them. We would always watch. So, like, I feel like on their end, they do fuck with them because they hoopers, too. They not them, but they hoopers, and they're still the girl hoopers. So I feel like for them, it's it's a wave of nostalgia from a sense of we used to watch the girls play anyways, and they're because especially if you're John Morant because you love basketball so much. And and the, and and the, and here's what I don't want people to when I talk about the WNBA, right? 
I I'm critical of not as good of a product. I'm I'm critical of the TV product. I'm not critical of the basketball players themselves. Like, hey, it's not a great TV product for many reasons. Excuse me, but I remember living in in San Diego, hooping at SDSU. The best hoop would be when when basketball season was over and you would have the football players who played basketball in high school. You would have the you would have the girls basketball players who are now in their off season so they can go play pickup. And that would be some of the best run. You know what I mean? Because right, you catch a five nine girl who can step back and dribble through contact. Well, she's better. She's more skilled than most dudes. She just lacks athleticism. Like I got a homegirl, Christy. Shout out to Christy. When we were in Bahrain, skill wise, she was like the best hooper there. She just couldn't get the separation. And when she got the separation, you could make up for it with length. But as far as like running point guard, not getting ripped, getting you in the offense, putting people in place, and cussing people out for fucking up. Right. She could do that. And unless you 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 wheeled out like a team full of just crazy athletes, she could still guard somebody. Cause there's somebody out there who, you know, just not as athletic. So when I talk shit about the WNBA, it's never about the basketball players. It's about the product. But, you know, it's something about the love of the, of the game. And you talked about Jaws' love for the game. And I think the love for the game is actually going to hurt NBA players moving forward because Chet's done for the season. And Chet got hurt playing in one of the most highly, you know. It's because Braun was on the floor, too. Televised, you know, recognized programs of the year. Braun decides to go to the crossover. Jamal Crawford has been doing the crossover for years. People from that area have played in it for, for years. Chet was that what Dejounte and uh because they're both yeah. Seattle. Dejounte and Paolo was playing in it like they were in that game. This is more oh they were in that game too. Bro, Dejounte, Paolo, Jason Tatum, it, uh, uh, Chet, Braun, and a couple of people we don't know. You know you sound like Jordan in the uh Dream Team documentary, the one that Lou Young just did, which really you should pull that clip up low key. Nigga, this nigga, he had Jordan. He's like, he's like, he's like, he's like, he's like, he's like Barkley, Bird, Robinson, me, Malone. And then like, <laughs> but this is the way you just ran through the names. Well, so, and it's un- really unfortunate that Paolo got hurt, Liz Frank injury. It kind of, tall people have bad feet. Yeah. I mean, humans aren't meant to be. Chet Holmgren's height, and they're especially not meant to be his size, his height and weight. Like, that's not normal. He's 190 pounds. I got on the scale yesterday. I was 194. I'm 5'11". He's 7'2". He's supposed to weigh more, but if you look at his 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 shoulders and his his waist, you go, where are the weights going to go? What the fuck are we putting this weight at? Hey, look, KD was skinny as fuck, Giannis. And I and Justice wanted to bring up the whole white black thing. It, for that reason, in a sense of just how niggas are gosh, I hate I'm I, I don't want to 
mess this stuff up by using certain words. But the point is how the gene pool could be specifically uh, superior, I guess, is really what he was trying to say. That's what I take away from it. I I would say that we are. That's the difference. I would say like our our physical capabilities. Hey, hey, here's how we paint it up. Our physical capabilities based upon our evolution, especially into America, uh, created a human being who was suited to have broader shoulders, bigger hips, thicker thighs, bigger trunks that allowed us to carry more weight at, at, at taller heights. Right. That that's that's the way I tried to clean it up so that we don't sound like we're saying white people have shitty bodies. Cause there's some country ass white boys who who have, you know, you know them cornbread eating hey, them boys Reeves. that play at Nebraska in Notre Dame. Brian Reeves played in the NBA and his his nickname is Big Country. You know what? It's this guy named DJ Sargento. And he played he played linebacker at the Naval Academy back in the day. He's one of the most athletic white boys I've ever been around, like playing basketball with him, like step through chest up fade away all in one fluid motion. And you go, I've never seen this athleticism in white skin before. You know what I mean? Not like a Tyler hero. Who's like a skinny, skinny shooter with handle. He was more like a physical but could jump type quick first step guy. You know, like all the nigga attributes just to not nick not nigga skin. It was weird. It was like, I don't say it was weird. It was different to see because I'd never seen it before. There, there, there are definitely, you know, that's a question for tomorrow as well. Who was the most impressive player you saw in high school? But um Ooh, let me add that to the list. Even, I, even I have a list of questions, well, by the way. Well, this is the great part about us because we all played Georgia high school basketball. And we all – yeah, we're practically the same era, but you guys had your top player in your class. I had mine. Like, who was the top player in the state of Georgia in 2010? Was it Ryan Harrow? Uh, Ryan Harrow, Trey Golden. Um, you had you had Kenty Cloth Pope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Contavious Cole, he was – Pope was the top guy in our class, but his team, been like, his team blew. Like, it blew. What did he go, Miller Grove? No, no, no. Uh, I forgot. He went to a private school. But that's how I knew because he went to a bad – like, he played on a bad team. Like, he was – he would have been an example of us, the teams that we played, we would have played against his team. And he could have been great. He might have dropped 35 on us, but we might have still beat them by 20. So, like – because, hey, because you know some wasn't talented. Hey, you know the the trainer shooting coach from Mount Vernon? Who what's his name? Um, I'll look it up in a second. I'm trying to see. If he's there now and that's his role now, I don't know. He's a younger guy cuz some of my young boys posted him. Um He could be. I mean, I might. That's what I'm saying. I might know who it is. It just. It depends. You know. It depends. Uh, dang. I can't even. I don't want to go to ESPN. Uh, was it Rivals? Is is Rivals still a thing? 
Bro, do you remember like Rivals is now 24-7 sports? The same guy that started Rivals is the one that uh does that. 24 Do you remember sitting on Rivals all day for no reason? Yeah, well, yeah. Hell, I always wanted my name to be on it, you know. You know, I did too at one point in my life. I really did. And um no, let me see. Who took over Rise? Uh, was it Rise.com? I don't even know how to use these websites anymore because I don't use them. Because I remember you could do on Scout.com, you could do like the the state recruitings, but Scout is ran by somebody else. Rivals, is, I think, is still up. But 24-7 is the guy that does 24-7. That is Rob. Yeah, 24-7 is the thing that matters. And I'm just trying to get to to Georgia 2010 basketball recruiting. Jesus. The offense all around me every day. I give up. It's taking too much work. Dang, who was the basketball player? 2010 was like a weak class. I mean, nationally, we had Kyrie. That's about right. it. John Wall was the year before. Yeah. But in Georgia? Who went number one in 2010 in the NBA draft? Or I guess technically John Wall. Hold on. No, I'm 2011, a, I mean. Who's, who's the top freshman? Here. I'll pull it up, too. Good question. Hold on. I'm going to call my – Hey, Rue. Hey, you on the pod real quick. Who was the top prospect in uh, Georgia our senior year? Basketball. Yeah, I was trying to think of it at the top of my head. I couldn't think of it because I didn't think it was nobody. Well, Kyrie Irving's you guys' club. Well, he, that's yeah. not George. Jalon. 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 Where did he go? Memphis. You were with Barton all them. Okay, because I was like, because Pierce was like, he, he said, he said Harrow, and I was like, Harrow wasn't. Well, Harrow well, was, he was, he was pop, up there. He was a popular one. Yeah, yeah, and remember Ryan Harrell went to Kentucky before he went to NC State. Ryan Harrell was Ryan, oh, he was the guy, but Ryan Harrell had all the fucking hoop mixtape. Like his shit was all the, over the Jerome made both the make the McDonald's and the Jordan game. So Jerome, right so Jerome made McDonald's and Jordan. He went to Wheeler. Candy. Yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, and there's right, and Ryan Harrell went to did he go to Wheeler too? Or I know he was at Walton. Out of Georgia? Yeah, our class was weak. Well, I see Kyrie was the top overall. He probably I'm talking about Georgia. Overall. Kyrie's y'all's class. Yeah. So Kyrie might be the top overall player that year. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking about even in high school, he had to have been. Hey, that's all I want. I yeah, he played like seven games. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Yeah, our class was weak. Hold Especially on, in the state. But yeah, I'm Kyrie was the McDonald's All-Americans now. Jalen Kendrick Oof. is y'all's class. My okay. buddy Latana, he actually he works out with him. Okay. He's Wheeler. That might have been who he was talking about. Jalen Kendrick. Probably. Might have been the top guy. Let me see. He's the only guy on here with his hometown listed for the 2010 uh, McDonald's All-American from Georgia. So that's who he's talking about. He's talking about Jalen Kendrick. Well, Latana, your class. Memphis. This guy did good in Memphis. That's probably who he's talking about. I don't know. I knew our class was not great. 
Yeah, Kyrie. Let me see. I'm just going through the McDonald's all. What's the bias our class? So I'll go through it. Terrence Jones, you remember him at Kentucky? Yep. Corey Joe, Toronto. He went to Finlay Prep in Texas. Brandon Knight. Actually, Brandon Knight was probably the top player. Now that I think about it, Brandon Knight was probably the top player. I think it was Kyrie because Kyrie only plays nine games at Duke. But I'm saying even in high school, Brandon Knight was actually probably – overall. the top overall player was probably Brandon Knight. Okay. Tristan Thompson, Fab Mello. I remember him at Syracuse. R.I.P. Deron Lamb. And Lamb, here's the thing. Oh, no, no, no. It's not the same Lamb. I was going to say Lamb was – about Jeremy Lamb who went to uh, Norcross. Yeah, he's from Georgia. Yeah. And I think he's your class too. But – he might not. He just might not been a McDonald's All American. Harrison Barnes was definitely one of the top players. Yes, I forgot about Dirty Harry. Yeah, because he went to UNC and he was from Iowa. And I was like, why is a nigga from Iowa like one of the best players? Jalen Kendrick, though, that's CJ Leslie. I remember him and uh, I remember John his name. Wall. Him and John Wall had a crazy state. They're North Carolina guys. Kyrie, Tobias Harris is that class. So is Jared Sullinger and Reggie Bullock. Yeah, we had a weak ass class. Jeremy Lamb is uh looked like he was class of 2010. Yeah, that's what I thought. I so because we used to train we used to tra- uh train with them because he was a Georgia star. So we my brother played with like so Bo Bell, the guy's the head of the stars. I mean, we used to train with him downtown, like during summers. We go to. The, I thought Norman Parker ran the stores. Norman Parker, the white guy, is the one that runs it. But Bo Bell is the typically okay. coaches the seventeen-year-old team that. Okay. That, like is that Peach Jam and shit? Like the team, he's the coach. You know we. But no, Norman, Par- no Norman Parker is the guy. We met Norman Parker. You I know he want to go to Peach Jam. It's funny before tomorrow's interview stuff, and he was a lot younger, but. His dad, of course, knows, and I hope his dad ends up coming. But like, even if he doesn't, he, they'll be able to talk about that stuff. Because when we were young, like, bro, we used to know that there was there was a lot of shicey stuff that used to go on. Well, yeah, and and that's why I'm hoping we can get at least an hour tomorrow, because there's, I don't want to talk about the cool stuff that may even get us viral. And I know that sounds terrible for what we're building. But, like, there's just so many other, like, more important conversations. But, like, hey, we've killed an hour. I think we need to talk college football because that's the point of this pod, right? Uh, yes. So let's, let's dive in. Fuck it. So I got a question for you. Who runs college football? And when I say who runs, right, we know that Roger Goodell runs the NFL. The owners, they, they say a lot. They do a lot. They pay for it. But at the end of the day, Roger Goodell runs that league. And nothing happens in that league that Roger Goodell doesn't sign off on, which is why they leaked all that information about wanting to suspend Deshaun for the season, and it was 11 games. Roger was okay with 11 games, I promise you. He just didn't want to be the scapegoat. Who runs college football? Uh, Sankey. So you think the SEC commissioner runs college football? Yeah, I do. What what would make you think he doesn't? I think that Fox and ESPN, or excuse me, ABC do. Yeah, but don't they work hand in hand? Well, They've already talked about just moving these new leagues out of the NCAA. 
And, and I know that that's TV you're saying, but I'm just simply saying. Well, I think who's TV, the one that? Well, who's the one that's directly? If they're at the NCAA, then who's doing the negotiation? I I think that TV I think runs college. I think TV runs college football because the reason why the conferences are starting to align because of the TV deals. Uh, you know, we're losing the SEC on CBS. We're losing that. That's going to ESPN. Uh-huh. The and again, because of the money that they're giving the conferences, that's what's causing conference realignment. That's what caused Maryland to end up in the Big Ten conference realignment. The networks trying to expand their their reach. And college football has gone from a regional sport built on regional rivalries to trying to turn it into a national product. And that is built on the desires of the TV network. So I think Fox and ESPN or ABC or Disney, you name who you ever want ESPN to be. <laughs> um, Ooh, China. Like um, Disney. <laughs> that's who runs college football. And I think that college football is going to make a pivot that is going to make more money. It's going to bring in a more national audience, but it's going to disenfranchise the true fans of college football because you like I know like act like we like college football we watch it we're Georgia fans but you and I we are not college football fans we are not no 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 no, no. we are not the motherfuckers who call in the Paul Feinbaum we're we're not diehards because my focus is more on the NFL as it should be, because you're an adult. And the, and the NBA. Those are the two things I know like the back of my hand. Yeah, they're better products. They're better products. Uh, the, there's more money in it, which is why it's a better product. Because It's, it's easier to bet. Like, look at the college football. You look at those lines, you go. Well, week by week in college football, games are easy to bet. But because because here's the issue with the the NBA specifically. There's more games, right? But, like, um, you know, a team will go out, man. They'll just sit LeBron, AD. They'll sit – the Lakers, they'll sit them. They'll play against the – give me a bad team. Uh, they'll play against the Washington Wizards. You know, obviously, uh, Brad Bill's already out because he just – now that seems to be his moniker. He's the, he's, the, he's the out guy. You know, when you're the it boy, he's the out guy. And so, um, <laughs> so let's just say the Lakers play them one night, but they sit LeBron and AD, and then it's Russ versus the Wizards. And then it's like, all right, they set the line. It's in Washington. They set the line to Washington plus three and a half. They make it to where it's impossible to bet them because you're just like, well, the Lakers be playing like dog shit. But at the same time, I don't trust Kyle Kuzma to, to win me games. And I guess now – they they got Monte Morris and uh, who was else was it that they got from Denver? Um, somebody else. But point being, I, I I guess my thing with running the college football aspect, I look at the SEC commissioner Sankey. I, I think that Commissioner Sankey is who, at the end of the day, has the most clout in college football. College football is ran by what the SEC does. Once the SEC decide to add Oklahoma and Texas, what happens next? Boomer shooter! Once they add those, what do we hear the very next year? 
well, we're the Big Ten. We're going to add USC because we're going to get the California and UCLA because we want California eyeballs. Guess and what? Nobody gives a fuck about UCLA. Who cares? It's still the LA market. They got the market. And that's I know. I know. I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I know, I'm, I know, I know, I know I'm what you're from doing. a football point of view. I know what you're doing. But I'm just simply saying, at the end of the day, they ended up getting that. And that's what matters. And if they were smart, because who was it? It's those two and who else? They're adding four, right? Well, they're who you talking about the SEC or Big Ten? Big Ten. Well, there's rumors that Phil Knight is uh putting his dick on the table. He's probably telling some of these schools, hey, if you want Nike at the rate at which you're getting it, you cut me in. Well, and here's the thing, though. That'd be a good move for the Big 12. If you're going to go ahead and get UCLA and USC, add Oregon. And then Utah would be the most ideal. I think Utah should go to the Pac-12. Because now geographics won't matter that much, I guess. But let's go ahead and do that. And then why not do this? Everybody was already talking about the SEC wants to add. They had said North Carolina. I don't know why they wouldn't just do Duke. Because then you keep the basketball. But, you know, those are – and I heard some, I listened to some today. Those are more Big Ten schools because of their academic kick, focus. Kick Northwestern out and add Kansas. The Big Ten cares about academics. I don't know why, but they care. Hey, you do you want to talk conference realignment? Because you know I got a, I got a map up here. I've got a map that's been up here for a long time. Did I send you the map? You sent me pictures of the list. Okay, yeah, 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 that's what I'm talking about. So I'm going to talk through my 16-team conference list because it's not fig- literally on a map. So so the Big Ten can't – Is I, I don't think Kansas is uh, – not to cut you off, I'm sorry, Lee, but, like, I don't think that – I'm just looking at the Big Ten. Obviously, Notre Dame is the most ideal person to add, but they've got their own TV contract. And clearly, Texas. I don't know how Texas is doing it, but there's going to be some something to where that works. Plus, Texas's contract was with ESPN, anyways, which is the SEC's contract. Which, which is CBS, why they came over. Even though CBS always gets the big afternoon, late afternoon game with the SEC. Yeah, and, and that's, but that's, I think that might be ending soon. It, it is, and ESPN's getting that game. So that the Big Ten is going all in on Fox because they don't want to be. Uh, the little brother to the SEC at ESPN. They could easily take, even traditional-wise. First of all, Nebraska is somebody they can go back to the Big 12. I guess. They were recently added. You cut them out. You cut Illinois out. Put them in the Big 12. And you're already adding. Let me read the list to you, and and, and you respond. Go. You got a copy. Pull it up. So the SEC, I, I'm just calling it the South Conference, the Southern Conference. Okay. We got UGA, Bama, Ole Miss, Clemson, Kentucky, LSU, Florida, Auburn, Tennessee, UNC, Duke, UVA, Louisville, Florida State, Miami, NC State. So Vanderbilt's out. Yes. Okay. I, I got them. So I got now, them. That's, uh, the, that's the one thing that they do for the SEC. Academically, we know Vanderbilt. We know the name in general, the Vanderbilt, the people themselves. Like that is kind of their 
prize possession academic school in that conference. I mean, Georgia's a good school. Auburn's a good school. Good public schools, yeah, but Vandy is is the Harvard of the South. Exactly, it's it's on its own level. I would I couldn't see them not being in it, but I get it. And I would probably I'm speaking pick, from a great Sankey point of view. Gonna put Duke and North because Duke and North Carolina are academic schools. Their basketball brings us money, though. <laughs> if you're gonna take out <laughs> anything that you had on your list and put Vandy back in, you're taking NC State out. Because yes. Wake Forest isn't even in it, right? No, so and then you didn't put tech in it, like so, like so, so, so. Listen to my east, my east, my east conference, right? My east division. I got at that point. Are there even divisions? They're conf- Yeah, they're pretty, they're pretty much divisions, big divisions. And then wait, you said Oklahoma and Texas, right? No, no, no. They're in my southwest. Oh, we'll see. So in my east, I got Indiana, Botech. Wake Forest, Boston College, Syracuse, Georgia Tech, Vandy, uh, University of South Carolina, Columbia, uh, Rutgers, Northwestern, Memphis. Um, I can't even read this shit. Uh, I'd realign it a little bit differently. Oh, I got Navy, Army, UCF, USF, and Temple. The East, that's the throwaway. We don't care about them. Now let's go southwest. I know, I know. The east I'm, is weak. I'm, 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 I'm literally swallowing all the words you're giving me, and I'm just trying to regurgitate it on my own. Go. I, I know it's hard. So southwest, I'm going to go Baylor, Oklahoma State, OU, Boomer fucking Sooner, uh, Houston, Arkansas, A&M, Mississippi State, Texas, Kansas, Kansas State, TCU, Texas Tech, SMU, Nebraska. Colorado and Air Force. Oh, and you see the Air Force, Colorado. I... Go ahead, go through the other ones. Midwest, I'm going Michigan, Cincy, Ohio State, Notre Dame, Michigan State, Illinois, Iowa, Iowa, Wisconsin, Purdue, Missouri. Oh, shit, I don't even know what that is. VT. Oh, I fucked up. I don't know what that VT is. UT. I don't remember. I mean, it has to be because you didn't name Texas in the other one. I didn't put. Te- They're not in the South. No, I put Texas in the Southwest. Oh. I don't remember. I can't read what uh, 11 is. Sorry, guys. Uh, 12 is Iowa. 13, Iowa State. 14, Penn State. 15, Northwestern. 16, Pitt. Oh, shit. I got Northwestern in two spots. I fucked up. You know what? I did this three months ago. Lastly, the West. Utah, BYU, Oregon, Utah State, SDSU, Fresno, USC, UCLA, Stanford, Cal, Arizona State, Arizona, Washington, UNLV, Oregon State, Washington State. I don't think anyone's mad at that list. I don't think anyone is except for the people in the – I think everyone's mad at the Eastern Conference because if you're going to give out an automatic bid, they're going to have some inflated records from some shitty schools. But I think they they are looked at like the ACC is now. You have to have a Clemson type or the the Florida State under Jimbo type teams mm-hmm. to get out of there. And people respect it. Like I think a a two loss team out of the South, Midwest, West, or Southwest, either one of those, 
goes further than a one-loss team out of the East. Agreed. I I think it just all comes down to now you did it geographically. Yeah, I was it was straight geographically. Geographically. I think that there's a couple of different ways that you can go with it. I, for one, I look at this. Let's look at the power five. They clearly are trying to swallow definitely one out, if not two. It's just a matter of how they're going to be able to do it. Notre Dame is, as Pat Bev would say, the Kevin Durant of it. We kind of need to know what they want to do because they're weird. Basketball, they're in the ACC, so they already have a working relationship with that conference but they're in the heart of the Big Ten. They make a ton of sense to, of course, go to the Big Ten. It makes too much sense. They, Bro, Michigan's they should be in the Big rival. Ten. They just, they just don't Michigan's want to split that rival. money. Michigan's a rival. USC's a rival. Those are rivals. Those are rival games for Notre Dame. Makes a lot of st- – uh, even though I guess Stanford's one, two, I don't know. Like They're not good anymore. But that's okay. That's okay. You do it this way. This is how I would do it. Now, I'm not going to run through all the teams, but with the SEC as currently constructed and what we know is coming in, you got Texas and uh, OU coming in. I'm probably just going to pick up Duke and uh, UNC. I want to add Miami. I want to add Florida State. And it only geographically at that point, if you do that too, you want to add Georgia Tech. Why not? Because you want that game to still go on. But – you're not losing. You're not making money with. Yeah, Georgia you can State. still do the. Well, they can still do the out of conference rivalry game too, for what it's worth. South Carolina always will get Clemson, but Clemson might be in the SEC. That's another thing. It just depends on how you want to do it. But these are this is how I would do it. As currently constructed, they have to kick some teams out too. Like Missouri gets kicked out. Uh, I think I keep Vandy just to be the slappy. Literally, to be the slappy of the conference and academics, keep them kick out Missouri, and you're already we're going to add two more to make it 16. So, you add two more to make it 16 plus the replacement for Missouri. These are my three okay, UNC because you're getting the basketball being the biggest part of it, and probably Florida State. Or Clemson, actually Clemson. They can, it's going to be hard to do it, regardless. Like it's just it's it's hard. You know the ten. The to ACC 12, can stay alive, but the ACC's got to, in a weird way, almost have the to big East. Away, They have to take away like Kansas and be like, well, then we'll just be the basketball conference. ACC should become what the Big East used to be. These, yeah, you're the basketball East schools. Conference. The Atlantic East Conference. Yeah. AEC. Yeah. I, or you know what they should call it? The basketball conference. <laughs> Who cares yeah. what they call it? Like, what does Big 12 actually mean? What does Big 10 mean? Nothing. Not a damn thing. Um, so, where do you want to go here? You know, you want to talk NIL or you want to talk Bama and Saban? I want to talk Bama and Saban because we want to talk about what matters. NILs matter. But they don't matter once the whistles are blowing and the tailgates. Blow the whistle. <laughs> yeah, I can't whistle. I know I did that on purpose. Uh, but Bama, Saban said they were having a rebuilding year last year. 
And we got into a pretty heated debate in the group text. I don't know if you were involved in that, but I know Justice was, who I'm actually about to call. Um, because he was standing on like, no, Alabama was rebuilding. And then I listened to Saban again on Dan Patrick, and he goes, every year we're rebuilding because we lose players. And I go, so Nick, you said some hot take shit. Like, Nick is going to be great on TV. Because he knows how to make a hot take and then bring it back down when people hot take respond to it. Like, he'll he'll be so rational about it. He was actually on Colin today, and I just didn't get to hour three. But I feel like when we talk college ball. What up? Hey, who's here on the pod, man? We're talking college ball right now. Uh, and we're talking about Saban saying last year was a rebuilding year and how they're going to rebuild Bama. And, you know, I call bullshit because – when you got four and five stars uh, comprising 80% of your team, I don't really think you're ever yep. rebuilding. But you, I know okay. you have a different uh, view on it, and you're more in tune with the college guys than I am. So the floor is yours. Yeah, because when you go to the national So my question to you and your listeners would be, when Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, and Justin Jefferson left LSU, was the following year a rebuilding year? Is, is or LSU no? Because, because – is LSU well, LSU gets, LSU gets well, – excuse me, sir, Parlay. Didn't, LSU, didn't LSU, LSU have a new coach already? Well, they're going to have a new coach. 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 Whenever there's a new quarterback coming in, the guy who leaves the team, it's a new regime. And to me, it's a new regime and it's a a rebuild, in my opinion. Okay. In my opinion. So it's a handing of the torch. And I don't know why, and I'm not, I'm not out. I don't know why people don't, why people fail to understand that. But yes, in my opinion, that is, that is a rebuild. If you're giving the reins to your program to a guy that has not started a game or you know isn't an experience as a starter, it, it's it's a rebuild. But what if that rebuild, like last year, and the guy who takes over wins the Heisman? You know, sometimes you rebuild and like you know, you know when you when you're when you're working on your house, right? Uh, a flood hits it or a storm hits it, and you rebuild up. Or one part of your house, and you go, well, shit, I got this emergency money. I got more money than I had when I originally built it, so I built back something better. Yes, yeah, a rebuild, but it's better. Well, it's like when you break a bone. It, 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 it grows back stronger. Exactly. Mike Vick, after he broke his leg, he came back stronger for Philly, not us. Right. Well, yeah, he came back a lot stronger, and he was a way better quarterback. But I, I, I don't know, gentlemen. I just look. I'm no expert, but again, that's what constitutes as a rebuild, in my opinion. Right. I mean, and I understand I that essentially Bryce Young's a five star. The wide receivers coming in, they're four and five stars. I understand the team's loaded, but there are some three star guys on Alabama. Don't don't get it twisted. They they exist. Yeah, I promise no. you they did. Blake Sims is a three-star who went to Alabama. He started there, and he like set a record for like passing touchdowns that is was broken shortly thereafter. Yeah, 
I don't know what this kid is, Jameer Gibbs, the kid that's coming over from Georgia Tech this year, but he's the starting running back. And this kid didn't do much at Georgia Tech. And Georgia Tech is a running pro. They run the ball at Tech. And this is a kid that had 700 yards rushing and like five rushing touchdowns. And a bat line. Yeah, well, yeah, but it's still – for for a running school, that's still a, a, a bit concerning. I mean, you know? yeah, my hey, my man Ricky Dobbs, he, he get more than seven hundred yards in the season. Hey, Parlay Pete, that's an easy interview. We can knock that out whenever we want to. He's back right. in that area yeah. too. Oh, all right, so it was down. Now, yeah, yeah, we we can get him for like three hours too. Like, I'm sitting here in the group. Oh yeah, we talked about these forty times. Well, because I said, well, and because I know everybody's like, well, that was ten years ago. Because that's like what Josh had brought up about Nico, right? And not to cut this into our podcast here, but, no, no, but just, I guess, to give the viewers some insight. Basically, basketball is the initial conversation, but now we're into – now we're getting into who's fastest. And I I'm going to win. That, I think that if we all went back to high school, there's no way I don't finish in the top three of everybody in that group running together. There's no way I don't. Seriously, I just I'm, know I'm dusting I'm, all y'all niggas. I, I've heard, I don't know I'm, how fast you guys are, but I I know that I'm fast. Like I know that I know that for a fact. It's certainly in that time I was fast. I like, I've heard nothing but I've heard nothing but promising things things about your game, Lee. And I I respect the, the gentleman in the locker room. I, I have respect for him, but they've seen you play. I haven't seen you play, and I, obviously it. Anyone going into a battle is never going to think that their opponent is going to beat them. Um, but based on the things I've heard, I mean, and I'm not afraid, but I, I'm definitely – I think I might be underestimating you based off of what I've heard. You know, that, that happens sometimes. And the thing about these sports things is uh, people like to talk about what happened in high school. But the thing is, we – damn near all of us are 10 years removed from high school. Yeah. So bodies have changed, act like interests have changed. You know what I mean? Like, correct. I, I play flag football annually. I play pickup basketball and men's league basketball like every year. So me in the sports thing, like I'm just closer to it than most people. Now, ten years ago, some of y'all niggas may be able to get me. Well, Lee. Well, here's the thing. Well, but I like me. Well, here's the thing. Right. As you should. And here's the thing. That's why now when I've been going to the gym, I go to the gym. I told you this. I, to- I told Josh that I was going to do it because I literally have every single time I've gone. I take jump shots. 30 minutes of shooting the ball. If nothing else, I will shoot the ball for 30 minutes because I said I'm going to be ready that day. That day, I'm going to be ready. Hey. It won't be a I well I will still want to warm up of course but yeah you no know, no 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 we're gonna like I don't that, I'm not that, doing nothing that, without a warm up we're not we're not waking up after drinking and doing it nope that day that we do it it's gonna be a sober day for Pierce until after the game like I I'm all about to I don't know if if I'll go that far because I play pickup on Saturday mornings but I'm gonna warm up. But I'm also on the jump rope. I'm box jumping. Like, I'm doing all the stuff because when we play this game of, like, the locker room, I'm trying to catch a body. Like, just as our one-on-one game, it's going to be mid-range DeMar DeRozan, baby. That's what I'm That's what I'm going for. But when we, when we play the locker room game, I'm trying to catch a nigga slipping. And I know some I, – I, 
I feel like if I give Pierce the 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 finger up, he's gonna put it close enough to the rim for me to go try to grab it. Right. And I really want to dunk on Josh. Like all this goes back to just fucking over Josh. Like it used to be me and Justice having this one on one game over a basketball argument, but now it's really. I, I just want to shit on Josh athletically. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like I mean, it makes sense. And I feel like Pierce is right there with me. Like it's really about just shitting on Josh athletically because. Yeah, because because Josh is acting like because he lifts weights or you know. Like I said, look, you guys, y'all are on military. There are military. Uh, Josh six in the fucking cockpit all day, man. There, there are things that you have to do. Yeah. But my thing is, is this: I'm not saying that. Oh, you get into three months worth of shape, you're, you're ready to do something. But what I am saying is that, just in general, it's just like, well, look, we're not going to disrespect it to the point at where. Let me tell you. I'm trying to think of an NBA player that doesn't even look as healthy, but I still, it's just like, let's stop. I'm not an NBA player, but like, it's, it's a similar thing just in a sense of, well, let's stop acting like the person doesn't know how to do it. Lou Williams. He's older. His first step ain't what it used to be. I'm talking about somebody like Shaq, for instance, Shaq is not a player that was skilled in terms of shooting the ball or something. But I'm just saying, but stop acting like if Shaq didn't want to fucking get in the gym, that he couldn't still, even with somebody athletic, and maybe because of pure size, he can't, he don't still know his moves. Like once he gets that muscle memory where he can move the ball a certain way, and he already knows a young somebody else that either didn't do it or is younger than him wouldn't get faked out still. Well, I mean, it's just like people going to work out with Dream and people going to work out with Kareem. Like, there's value in working out with them at this age because athletically, can they do it? No. But But skill-wise... than even those two. Right. Do I think Hot Sauce could shake somebody in the league right now? Yeah. Now, will he score? Probably not. Too little. Can't shoot. Right. But I, I think overall, outside of myself... They're the dismissal of everyone else's athletic ability in this group from Josh Holsey. And I don't think he has the pelts on the wall to just dismiss people's athleticism like that. Oh, the pelts? Yeah, you don't have the pelts on the wall to be like, hey, Adam, I can guard you in one-on-ones and you won't catch a ball. And I'm like, Deion Sanders can guard Jerry Rice in one-on-ones and Jerry Rice is going to catch a ball. We're talking about the best corner and the best wideout ever. You know what? I love that. I love that terminology. No, I mean, like, I mean, sometimes you have great coverage and you get beat. The last, my last play of flag football, I, I, I pulled my hamstring. I had great coverage. I was right there, and you know what? Quarterback dropped the ball in the bucket, and that little young son of a bitch caught it. And we wrestled to the ground with the ball, and he came up with. And I go, you know what? I was there. <laughs> better throw, better catch. Sometimes looks just looks just not on your side. Like you just get beat, right? And, and and that's what it boils down to, man. But hey, who's you want to talk some more college football with us? Uh, we're gonna talk a little uh, um, nil. Yeah, I mean, I'm here. So you know, I'm all about the players getting paid, and I think nil was like the band aid for players getting paid. It's like, hey, we're gonna 
we're going to allow outside agencies to pay him, but Nick Saban gets $11 million a year and his players get nothing from the institution. And now USC has a booster who's pretty much creating salaries for the players and the school's against it, but they can't do anything about it. <laughs> and I think this is going to be what happens in NIL is that the boosters who care about the program more than the coaches do because they gave their blood, sweat, and tears to OU football. Boomer sooner! Boomer uh, sooner, baby. Yeah, I'm just going to be yelling boomer sooner uh, until I make my decision. <laughs> but nonetheless, like you have these, these boosters who invest into these programs, and they go, you know what? We don't have rules. Let's give these guys a salary. We're going to give every guy a salary. And then the coaches are going to be like, no, well, we don't want that because we may not want that guy after one year. And they're like, Yep. You know what? Fuck you. I pay I pay your salary too. So the boosters are gonna take yep. over and they're gonna become the Jerry Joneses. And we'll never know how how well Jason Garrett can coach because he won't ever get to coach his team. Am I crazy for thinking that? No, I don't think you're crazy. Um again, I think NIL is a great thing in terms of, you know, kids, especially ones from low income families having an opportunity to obviously showcase their skills, show why they're, you know, prove why they're draft worthy. But at the same time, I mean, some of them, some of them, I mean, some of these kids aren't, I mean, let me not say they're not deserving, but I mean, there are teams, like there are whole teams getting deals. Like, and there are kids with deals who are not going to even touch the field. And that's where I'm at with it. I, You know what I say? Um, I won't say you're not deserving of receiving money, but I'll say there are kids who are getting money who aren't, who would not get my money if I was involved with the program. Right. Because I'd be the booster who goes, I give you 50K condition. I'll give you 50K your freshman year just so you can get you some clothes, get you some jewelry, get you a decent car. But uh, if you want the big money, Incentive laid, incentive laden deal, baby. Like I'm sorry, I need. I, I'm, I'm putting incentives in that thing. Ain't no fucking ninety year old about to fleece me out of three hundred thousand dollars to never touch the field. That's crazy. I don't care. Correct. I don't care if I'm Jeff Bezos. I'm not getting fleeced by a fucking nineteen year old who doesn't know shit about shit. Well, and then the question is, what happens if these kids get injured? I mean, and you know. Um, we see it with, and I, I'll have to go double back, and I encourage your listeners to double back. But from my understanding, when you sign a deal, um, you're, you're getting that money for the life of your college career. From my understanding, I could be wrong, but from my understanding, when um, what's the gentleman who got the Dr Pepper com- commercial, Trevor's uh, successor. DJ, uh, whose last name I won't yep. try to say because I'm not racist. Yep, DJ Um DJ got paid all that money, and it, it hasn't panned out for him. But from from what I believe I read the other day, he's still getting paid by Dr. Pepper. <laughs> Whether they use him or not, he's still getting paid by them. You know, sometimes Here. you make bad business deals like uh, – you know, Baker Mayfield and his endorsement deals just like this is money thrown in the shitter. <laughs> but at least no, you're right about that. But at least with Baker, he proved at 
his level, right? He proved at the he highest won a level. Second job, didn't he? He was good, huh? Say so he just won a second job over Sam Darnold, who sucks. Hey, he still won it, didn't he? I mean, you you know, some you know when Shakari Richardson got suspended for weed, somebody still won the women's one hundred. Well, look, yeah, and she got paid. She 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 made more money than the girl who probably. You know, oh, yeah. won the 100. Oh, I mean, no. Shakari won by getting caught for smoking weed and not actually going out there getting her ass kicked the way she has been in every other race. Like, you know, literally, she's a one hit wonder. Yeah, he's like, he's like the girls at uh, the girls at Tennessee, you know, prettier. <laughs> Are we talking about big Dom Ina? Dom Ina? We are talking about Dom Ina, <laughs> bro. I remember. Like, let's talk about that clip real quick. I'm sorry. Hey, we're talking about just random shit, but what I remembered about that Dynamics clip, I go, I'm not saying he should have said this on the radio, but because he said it on the radio, I'm going to consume it and I'm going to laugh at it. Well, well, the funny thing is on YouTube, if you go back to the clip, everybody in the comments essentially says, you know, this is fun, actually funny as fuck, but I guess the thing is, is that you know, he did use the word, I think, ho. It's crazy. It's the oh, nappy-headed ho. Hey, here goes, here goes, here goes, here goes. Here goes. Bro, why are you calling Colin ho? Like, nappy-headed hoes there. I'm going to tell you that now. Oh, man. man, that's the move. And uh, the girls from Tennessee, they all look cute, you know, so. <laughs> like, kind of like a, you know, Spike Lee thing. Yeah. yeah. Jingle Bills versus the wannabes. Yeah. That, that movie that he had. Yeah, it was a tough um do the right thing. I don't yeah, know yeah, if yeah. I'd have wanted to beat Rutgers or not, but they did, right? On uh, Friday, I apologize. I don't think he should have said that. It wasn't in that clip. He compared them to the uh, to the Raptors, Toronto Raptors. I don't know if y'all remember that piece, but you know, that was funny. It was racially insensitive. Probably shouldn't be said by a white man. Uh-huh. But it speaks to his understanding of black culture because he used the words properly in context. He said nappy-headed hoes. That's some shit that we would say. Um, and I remember Bill Maher caught flat because one of these Midwestern uh, politicians said to him one day, he was like, hey, Bill, you should just join us in the fields, you know? He goes, the fields? I'm a house nigga. Uh-huh. And Bill Maher, as a white man, should not say that on HBO, on HBO. Should not say that. Right. But the use of it, I go, I know exactly what that nigga's saying. And that shit's funny. I don't accept it. Jew, I don't accept it. But I can't change what makes me laugh. Like, I laugh at shit that I probably shouldn't laugh at. And I could still be bothered by it, but if it's funny, I'm gonna laugh first and be bothered later. And, and you know, and excuse me, but look, can we just take a moment out and say fuck the fun police real quick? Oh, yeah. you know, just just because something is offensive and we find it funny, that doesn't mean that we're a, offensive people, and that we, if someone makes a joke about someone who's large or fat, that doesn't mean we don't have empathy towards fat people. We just see the joke. We just we just see the humor, you yeah. know. So, some people we, think we all that, have flaws and, and insecurities. 
Some people believe. So that, I just I just wanted to say that fuck the fun police. <laughs> some people believe that that's why Chris Farley, you know, essentially uh, OD'd because a lot of that was a lot of the jokes were rooted in his size, right? Now. Anyone that's watched anything Chris Farley related, I think Chris Farley's funny. Like that's him. personally, I think he's funny as fuck. I just think he's funny. And and the guy from the night at the Roxbury, you know, the what is that? You know, the, the nigga that opposed the Will Ferrell in that movie, they're all Saturday Night Live. But like um his belief was that Chris Farley is the greatest facial comedic ever. Which is true because a lot of his comedy was kind of in his expressions as opposed to like, and actually he didn't even say expressions. He said physically. He's the greatest comic ever. Fat people are funnier. Yeah. How many fat people are funny? Because even like, look, Kenan Thompson, right? Local guy from Atlanta. Shout out to Kenan. He just got a star, right? Shout out. Fat, he was Fat Albert. I mean, obviously, Bill Cosby gave him the cosign. Nickelodeon gave him the cosign. Uh, Lauren Michaels in Saturday Night Live gave him the cosign. He did he, the LeVar Ball, and that was hilarious. Now he lost weight, but he's somebody, too, that's lost weight. But regardless, yes, it used to be, okay, it was Kenan and Kale, right? And Kenan was the The girls one. like Kale, but I always I was like, bro, Kale sucks. Right. I thought he, well, Kale's shit was more about fucking orange soda and like like doing this like desperate I'm desperate type act. Yeah, how most of y'all niggas is walking around right now, desperate. Oh, now, definitely. They don't understand semen retention. Oh Jesus, don't get me into that. <laughs> you know, when I saw um when I saw Jim put that up into the, the group, you know, I was I've seen plenty of posts on um, fame and retention, and again, me being a person that has actually gone through with it, I said fifty days in the group chat. I think it was actually longer than that. So I literally set out not to consume any pornography, any of that type of stuff, and um, that that whole him kevin gates and there's a lot of misinformation out there but that whole losing my hair and things um oh give me one second gentlemen it's probably some semen he's about to lose right there yeah i know right he's like (laughs) but no like um the key here's why i say fat people are funnier i saw bruce bruce in person and like when you see his body just when he's laughing that's funny we went, but see, All right, I'm we sorry. Went, okay, we went, we went and saw Phase on Love in person. Is he funny in person? He, he's funny. Uh, he is actually. He's funny. Do you Honestly, know what his funniness is. He's an alcoholic. He's a drunk. Oh, I can relate. He's a drunk, and so his funniness stems from, man, you're just up here, and you're just really, you just don't even give a fuck about what's going on. You're lit to the point at where you're just sitting up and you're just talking about. You know, uh, we're oh, talking about comedy, right? Like, nah, I get it. I'm not here. Here, let's continue the show. Okay. I, I, I want to keep talking about comedy and, and fat people being funny. 
there's more comedy in this group right now because Jews sitting up, you know, talking about how all of a sudden I'm an athlete. It's just like you motherfuckers met me when I was literally coming off. We were working out at Morehouse before we even came to PSP. Like, hey, you heard me say Pierce is faster than every nigga in this group who is paid to stay in physical shape. Ha ha ha. Hey, Hoos, you know we're going to be live for the draft on the pod, right? Oh, I'm, I'm ready for that. I, I think <laughs> we got to like, Are we going to be able to set it up to where everyone, everyone can be at, like, stream in? Everyone's going to have the link. Everybody can tune in from their, their desktop, laptop, phone. Like, you're going to have the link to be on the, the, the pod. This so my recommendation is that you have more than one device so that you can draft and pod from those two devices. This isn't field Perfect. day. This huh? is this this isn't field day. And we're not doing the 100 meter dash, all right? I'm getting ribbons. I think it's more of a uh I'm a grown man and I think I you know your capabilities. Now, look, I would like to think I'm trying to think in terms of running, if we did a 40-yard dash, I like me. Honestly, finish. I do think that for run, one run, I do think I can power through. And now, granted, I haven't had to run like that either in a minute. I know I wouldn't finish last for one, but then secondly, I don't know. Hell, JP, JP, uh, major parlay will come here and. Niggas like have a problem coming up my stairs sometimes. And I get it. I go up and down them every day. But, like, he was like, he's like, man, I'm out of breath after running up the stairs. Yeah, see? I got to inhale for all that because I got asthma. And I still like me. I won't smoke a cigar tonight, and I yeah. still like me. Yeah, so I'm I'm, I'm super excited um, about the – about the about the, the fancy draft, really. I mean, we got three of the big wigs on the phone. Really, the only guys that only stand a, a chance at winning at Are winning this thing are on the phone right now. And I'll give Josh his credit. Josh stands a chance, but that's really about it. I mean, Dale got lucky. Um, yes. He knows he got lucky. Amon Ross St. Brown went crazy while playoff Lenny was hurt. Let's be real. That's what happened. And, well, that and then he 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 got Joe Burrow, which you know was a steal of a pickup for him. I mean, Did you trade that to him? Who traded no. that to him? He that was a trade. He got that. He got Joe Burrow. Maybe it was Boink. Somebody gave him Joe Burrow. He didn't draft. I mean, him. you know, Boink is so much like Roger Goodell in the fact that he manages the league way better than he manages a team. Like nobody would want Roger Goodell to run their team. And I see what Boink, I see what Boink does every year in fantasy, and I go, yeah, dude, you're the commission, but you're not an owner. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, commission skills and owner skills don't mix up. But I'll tell you, the the group is doing something today that it shouldn't be doing during a pod. And what's that? I'm it just all this shit talking, cause, cause, cause. Jew is Jew is really talking this shit because you know he got muscles yeah, well, now. Jew's, well, Jew's sitting up and talking about what he does today, and that is what matters. But 
what he does, he's saying with Pierce Parts, I don't even know what RT stands for. So it is can you run a mile and a half in a certain time, do certain pull ups and certain sit ups? I don't know because I, I don't I'm not in that organization, so I don't do that. My organization, they do three miles. I don't a mile and a half, that's the fucking skip in the park. I I I, well, I don't know. Right. You're only going around the track six times. And right. if you do it on a trail, you're probably going to run that trail a time and a half, so you don't even got to do the track shit, so it's even well, easier. Well, even as a dad, whatever I have to realize that I still walk Mariana, and I'm <laughs> the one that pushes the cart when I uh, the not the cart, but the the stroller. Uh, hey, you got any stroller uh, advice? Is the Bentley stroller everything they say it is? She barely uses it just because it sits here, but I'm looking at it right now. But like, uh. Yes, overall, because it'll teach the biking skills and then eventually it's it's a five level kind of Yeah, no, I'm I'm trying to talk the wife into it. <laughs> it's it's a five level kind of thing. You could you could literally it's a stroller, right? But then it a turns into a tricycle, then a bicycle. Yeah. Yeah, so like we we watched some videos on it because we're trying to figure all this stuff out. I'm actually gonna ask you some uh girl dad advice when I see you tomorrow. Okay. Who's you coming over tomorrow? I am. Okay, cool. I'm gonna, get, I'm gonna get. Gonna get. What, what time are y'all getting started? We're supposed to be getting started at seven. I hope to be in the city seven around three or four, and I'm gonna like parlay and bullshit until your brother gets off from work and I can go to his house. I'll probably park my car Understood. and then walk to Hooters. Understood. <laughs> hey, how? Well, we- yeah, I'll, I'll be. Probably P, how we dressing for tomorrow? Comfortable. I, I wasn't gonna change. I I, I could put I, comfortable. I plan to be comfortable. I wanted to be as organic as possible. Yeah, I, I do too. I'm thinking about wearing my Birkenstocks with my toes out because that's kind of my new vibe now. Also, do you have plans for Saturday that you can speak about on this podcast? After yeah, the game, yeah. I, I was gonna get a dinner because at first I was gonna travel to North Carolina with you, but the timing of it—if I go to the unless I don't go to the preseason game—are you going to the preseason game? That was my yeah. Plan. Well, well, hey, gentlemen, I'm sorry, I got some dinner to prepare, so oh, I do yeah, have you to got prepared dinner. Well. Sorry, who's we kind of yeah. forgot? It. Yeah, I'm, no, y'all, y'all are good. I'm about to make some steaks, so. Oh, lucky you. I want to be like you when I grow up. Yeah. No, nah, man, come on. You, you know they got the, the the skirt steaks from Sam's Club. You get, like, freaking eight steaks for $20. So. Hey, man. So, but so, so people people ground beef tonight. Pod. I'll, see you, I'll see you guys tomorrow. And, um, yeah, Bama, it was a rebuild. So, I'm out. <laughs> All right. Uh, this guy. Anything else you want to talk about today? Like, we might actually be done in two hours. We got one more thing to hit. What you got? At least our predictions for the Power Five winners and then the college football playoff and then our national championship and winner. Let's do hey, that. Do you want me to add that two-hour gambling spreadsheet that I'm tracking? Or are we just shooting shit from the hip? You know, even even this past year when we did it, I would we would do the six-pack and then I'd do the college one. So – and we got to add point. We have college football, so we actually can put up the first parlay Pete ones for the year. 
So, no, okay. A six pack. So let me tell you. Let me tell you. Tell them we're going to give them a 24 hour. All right, so just so you know, I got a spreadsheet that after the pods, I upload all the bets that we put out there, and I'm making a sheet for each week so that everything's we, we can track everything, and I'm going to fucking formulate these numbers this year. Okay. So CFB, this is week zero that they're calling week it. Zero. Week zero, yep. So we can, we can do that, and then also... Uh, like I said, just give our predictions on the conferences. Okay, we'll and go big five. Conferences, playoff, national champion. Okay. <clears throat> but I already know my uh, week zero uh, locks. Wow, one of these is ballooned. It's ballooned. Because clearly a lot of people put money on it, yeah. and Because that's what's going to end up happening. Mm. All right, where do you want to start? Or I tell you what, picks last like normal, and then let's do uh, let's just run through the conferences. We'll start with the Big Twelve. Okay, it's still Texas and Oklahoma, of course. So I'm going to ride Oklahoma. I think that Brent Venables gets in there with Dylan, uh, UCF quarterback. I think that they're just set up to be the best team in the conference. Uh, so give me Oklahoma in the Big Twelve. I don't like the idea of Sark and Quinn Ewers just coming in and winning immediately. I don't they, either. I don't trust Sark. They don't give yet. Me those vibes. I don't trust Sark yet. I don't I, I just can't get with it. Um, you like OU. Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna blindly say okay state because I'm gonna give Van Gundy and the liberal, excuse me, and the conservative right uh a nod because he's building something great there and He's been doing it for 20 plus years. I mean, God, Lee, how long does it take? Saban did it in two years. I get it. He's at Alabama, but you know, you know what? Venables, it's his first year, and I don't, I just, I just can't bet on Sark. So I'm going to go OK State, but I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not mad at your OU pick, and I probably would take OU. Let's go go, uh, ACC. Well, and this was pretty simple, too. Clemson. Same. Like, DJ had a down year, but they still won 10 games last year. I don't think people understand that. Um, Kenny Pickett left. Kenny Pickett and Jordan Addison left Pittsburgh. They're not going to be good. Cover's dry. Yeah, Clemson. Unless you believe in Mario in year one, and he got to show me something. Uh, Let's go Big 12. No, we already went Big 12. Big 10. I like Ohio State. I mean, it's pretty much them or the field. There isn't really an in-between there. I think that they every they have so many guys, even though they lost their top two wide receivers, they didn't play with them in the bowl game, in the Rose Bowl, and they put up 45, Marvis Har- Marvin Harrison Jr., Jackson Smith, and Jigba. I was listening. Considered to be a top – 15 pick for sure. Probably the first wide receiver taken easy. So, you know, Bruce Feldman does his freaks list every year on the athletic. And he had Marvin Harrison Jr. over uh, Smith and Jogba. And he was like, yeah, he's 6'3". He benches like 350. Like, like he's a dog. He's, a, he's like a, a freakish athletic animal that his dad's not. 
but apparently he has the skills and the technicality that his dad does. So like he's and for lack of better words, he's a different nigga. That nigga different. You know what I'm saying? So I got Ohio State too. Um, because I mean, yeah. Oh, wait, who's one? No, I'm saying as well. Also, oh, oh. Yeah, 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 two, two, T O, T O O, like me, okay. two. All right, that makes a ton of sense. Pac-12, who you got? I'm a, I'll go out and say Link and and Caleb get it done, honestly, because it is still SE, and the thought is is that they did even from what's retained, there are still plenty enough talented. They've got, we know they have a top quarterback. They have a top coach. I'd like to think that they can go 10 and 2 and win that conference. So they lose one conference game and then they lose an out of conference game, which I don't, I know they played Notre Dame, but I don't know. That's who a loss. I, I'm not mad at your USC pick. And because of my biases, I, I'm picking Utah. I think that Utah is just a better program in the conference right now. I'd probably lean Oregon if Cristobal was still there. Um, Link got to get his feet wet in this new conference, and I know he has the players, and I and I know he's actually recruiting the guys in the trenches. But I think that Utah has a well-oiled machine that's already moving, and this is their year to be with to, to hit their peak. That would be the only other team that I would put over USC. It would be Utah. I think Utah. If a Pac-12, if a Pac-12 team hits the playoff, it's Utah. I, I think it's Utah this year. Okay. But remember, USC did get Caleb Williams, and they got the top wide receiver in the nation out of Pittsburgh. Yeah, but you know. when Bendikoff winner. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, but, like, if the, the, the trenches. They can make the playoff, and they can get dog-walked like Michigan did and like Cincy like did, Florida right? Or Alabama, yeah. But, but I think if Cincy makes. I think if Cincy makes the playoffs. They play a competitive game, but uh, uh, I know. So SEC, go ahead and tell me, Bama. No, I actually like Georgia. You got UGA. So I, I got and, Bama winning the conference. I see Bama won the conference last year. Yeah, I know. That's why I, I got Bama on the conference. I think they're both undefeated going into uh, the SEC championship, though. If you Sorry? look at Georgia's, if you look at Georgia's schedule, I think that they both are undefeated going into it. Okay, so who do you have in the college football playoff? All right, and actually, I have them perfectly placed. One, Georgia. Okay, just because I think that if they beat Alabama in the national championship, they have to almost be the number one. Okay. Two, Oklahoma, uh, not Oklahoma, Ohio State. Okay. I think that they're going to finish undefeated uh, undefeated as well. Three, Alabama. I think that their one loss is the SEC Championship. It's against Georgia. And four, this one's actually special. I don't think that it's going to be Clemson. And I know that a lot of people, because that's chalk. I feel like you're going chalk. You can replace uh, Alabama and Georgia in the one and three spot, almost depending on what you think is going to happen. And it's chalk if you put these four. I don't think that Clemson's going to be the team. You got? I got Baylor. 
I think that Baylor. But you didn't pick them to win the Big 12. You can't get there if they don't win the Big 12. You got OU winning the Big 12. Yeah. Make it make sense now. You might hold your loss. Huh? Alabama made the tournament, uh, and they didn't play it, in the SEC championship. That only, work, that only works in the SEC. You know that. The Big 12 would not I get that big 11-1 in the Big 12, and your one loss was to Oklahoma. And, you, and you're in the same side of the conference, which they are. So you're saying, but how does Oklahoma win the Big 12? Then – so you're saying Oklahoma loses the Big 12 championship, and they're like, like you're saying they're OK State who who didn't. You know, you know what? You're right. You actually are right. Then Oklahoma is my pick. OK. Even though that feels chalk, too. Boomer fucking sooner. Is that so for people who don't know, um, I may be going to Boomer. I may be going to OU for a I know, time. but can we have that as a drop just in general? If I go there, yes. But if I choose the Ohio, if I choose Ohio State, that's gonna be O H I O all that bullshit, right? You have to, you know, you have to be like the Ohio State. State. Yeah. All right, so I'm chalk. I'm going Bama, UGA, Ohio State, Clemson. You think Bama? You think UGA? Well, that's not no order. I didn't put it in order, but if you want me to put it in order, I'm gonna go Bama the one seed. Ohio State the two seed, Clemson the three seed, Georgia the four seed. Take Georgia plays Alabama in the playoff. They, you know what? I take that back. Matches. You know what? I take that. I take that back. I'm, I was thinking seeding without without looking at the conference. Yeah, Georgia's three, uh, Clemson four. I think Georgia should be the four seed, but I know they don't want to have the back to back games. Georgia Alabama exactly. So the Georgia point is, if they're both undefeated, one can be the three. Yeah, so I, I Ohio State will get the two no matter what. And I think I think Utah, OK State, and AM create a conversation that needs to be had for expansion. Which I'm you know, I'm you know I'm anti-expansion. I know it's gonna happen, but I think those teams create the conversation this year for a legitimate expansion. My bad. Uh, Are you good? We yeah, almost no, done. Shit. Lee, yeah. as I told you beforehand, I know it sounds crazy to believe it. I am still feeling the effects of last night, literally. And it's kind of crazy. But nonetheless. Go to bed, man. Or No, well, I'm not even tired. But regardless. No, I think that that's a good way to look at it. Uh Chalk in general is kind of college football, and that's why they want to do this realignment to make it a little yeah. bit more competitive, I would imagine. And it's, because, the don't want it's that. because there are four teams that literally, when you look at the last five years of it, I mean, we know Alabama's been it for the last 15, right? But when you look at it, Georgia now is a, kind of a staple. Because they pretty much are in the SEC championship every year. And if you're in the SEC championship, you as long as you win that game, you go to the national championship, no matter what happens. Yeah. And if you lose, you if you be lose. a two-off team going against an undefeated team and you're in because you yeah. don't see. So I look at I look at it from that perspective. Georgia, Clemson, Alabama, they're just always there. Ohio State, Oklahoma. Those five teams literally just don't leave the discussion. 
unless you have a year like how Clemson had this past year. Yeah, like the the worst ten and three year ever. <laughs> I know, right? Like, because you would like we really think Clemson was trash and they weren't. They they played Georgia ten three. You wouldn't have thought that they won ten games, but they did. And I think with similar to the Russell Wilson uh, Westbrook and uh, Laker conversation we had earlier, I think that DJ should be better this year. Even though he had played kind of the year before, he should be better. I think that not as much as is. I mean, I, the expectation at Clemson is probably always the same, but like it's not the same because it isn't. It isn't the same. Yeah, you're right. Hey, look, follow Pete. I ain't gonna lie to you. You talking crazy in the group text I right see, now? Well, I keep hearing my phone. Yeah, right yeah, now. yeah. Like, hey, viewers, thanks for the show. We really appreciate you guys. We, we're recording a great show for y'all tomorrow that I don't know when y'all see it. Y'all see it when y'all see it. And we're coming back Sunday night with the uh, the locker room draft show. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Thanks, uh, Hoos, for si- uh, signing in. But there's uh, important matters in the group text that need to be tended to. Uh, hey, what time you get off tomorrow? I'm a lot freer tomorrow than normal. I but, plan to but, leave. But I have to pick. I have to do pickup. So I won't be at my house until, like I said, six or six thirty. Yeah, I, I plan for that. I plan to. Um, I plan to be in the city around three, four. I plan to beat the traffic. I plan to be like parked at your house and then just like walking around bullshitting before traffic hits. Cause I just don't want. I just don't want to deal with traffic. Um, so yeah, bro, I'll, bro, I'll see you tomorrow. Absolutely. I'm, I guess it will continue this on here, but I'm, I'm reading. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got to get off here cause I got to give this my attention right now. Here. All right. I'll talk to you. I'll see you. Just hit me tomorrow. All right, bet. All right, brother. Yep.